Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. This one's greatest with Zane Schaffer. He is working at Goldie's right now, but he'll be opening up Sabura Barbecue in the future. We're looking at it possibly a pop-up sometime in May or June of this year, 2023. What's unique about what Zane's going to be doing is he's going to be taking his Pakistani background and bringing it to Central Texas-style barbecue. So it's going to have a lot of those flavors and spices. It's going to be incredibly unique. I have a photo in the intro of one of the sauces that he did, but he gets into his experience at Goldie's, how he got into barbecue. He's using Dylan's old pit, but he bought that from him. And then he's going to talk all about his potential restaurant. And then he talks about all the potential dishes and everything that they're going to be doing in it. It just sounds fantastic. It's a smart idea. He's a great guy. Super nice. I know you're going to enjoy this. A nice side note, Sabur means patience and it's spelled S-A-B-A-R. So Sabar as well if you want to pronounce it that way that most people probably will pronounce it so he would not be upset if you did I can't thank him enough for taking the time I know you're going to enjoy this be safe and visit your local barbecue joint good afternoon Zane uh, so good to talk to you I'm really excited to learn more about what you have going on thanks for having me on uh pretty excited I'm glad we finally got the touch I know we've just been one yeah, thing back. after another back and forth and so finally glad you know glad to finally get online today well like the name of your restaurant uh I have patience. And so I, I, and I had told you off camera that I had looked up. So it's, and then we'd, we'd also discussed how people pr- pronounce it Sabar, but it's actually correctly pronounced Sabor, but you'll, you'll accept any pronunciation, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't <laughs> expect people that like if, uh, so, so Sabar is like what it means patience. And it's not only in the language Urdu, which like is the, one of the languages in Pakistan, it's a pretty, like in the Muslim world in general, like Arabic, Persian, different cultures, Indonesian, like that word suburb is patience, like universal. Even oh, wow. if even if they don't like Arabic, Urdu, uh, Punjabi languages from Indonesia, whatever they may be, like the languages for the most part are different. Like you can't, they're not interchangeable. Like if you know Urdu, you can't go to a different country and you wouldn't know it. But suburb is just one of those, it's like, it's a very staple word where it just means patience all the way around you know it's like an islamic thing patience is a big virtue and i think Mm -hmm. in religions in general patience is kind of a big thing and so that's why i think for the most part some words are just that's what you know that suburb is just going to be patience for the most part and it fits i well we'll learn more about what you're doing but i think it also in barbecue were terms in barbecue terms patience is very important yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Texas barbecue, I mean, it takes 12, 14 hours to cook a yeah. brisket. The prep time takes forever. You know, there's just, there's just, it, it takes time, you know, whatever you're going to be doing to make sure that it's super good. Everything is coming out perfect. It's just going to take time. Suburb and the meaning behind it, I think works really, really well with Texas barbecue. Yeah. And it also for, I know that we're going to talk about, cause I, will, I, I have some questions about sausage and things. Those take time to make. And then also if people end up waiting in line, they have to have patience in line. So there's, I guess yep. it's like all encompassing. And then life I've been working. I, I mentioned I've been helping mom, my mom through surgeries. I've learned to have a lot of patience. I think that patience yeah. It's to, and calm and quiet. Like that's, it's takes hundred percent. Yeah. It's underrated, especially in this day and age where it was like on the go, everything's mm-hmm. just like, we want everything instant. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like the day and age that we live in. I feel like the things that take time, things that you've acquired over time, you can appreciate them more. Cool. And it's just not like you're tired of what you got already. Cause you know how much effort work went into it. That was kind of the thing. I went through a lot of, I knew it wanted to be like some sort of Pakistani Urdu word to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot that we went through, but this was kind of the one that 
I landed on and I think it I think it was the right decision. I love it. No, I really love it a lot. And I think people will appreciate it. And it's nice that we talked about it because now at least people will get a chance like in their heads to think about it prior to visiting when you do open up. So For let's sure. let's talk about your your journey and and let's just say first off too uh, Lane is the one Lane said, Oh, you know, you need to talk to this guy. He's great. Like, and I had seen your name and I just heard about you, but I didn't really know much. So I want to thank Lane too, for helping make this happen because, and I trust Lane's judgment. Lane has a, a keen eye for a lot of things. And so I, I appreciate him uh, connecting us. That sounds like something Lane would do. And not only Lane, but Goldie's in general, everybody yeah. there. Uh, it's kind of crazy how much like they push you to, like they have people that work there. Everybody is good. And in a normal business environment, if you have good employees, uh, somebody who's, you know, doing everything you want to do, whatever you can to keep them, like retain yeah. that employee. It's kind of the opposite at Goldie's. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that they don't want to like, I won't work anywhere else, but Goldie's or Barb's, you know, like there's just like, I just couldn't do it. It wouldn't be possible. Uh, it, you know, it's just different. It's not really work. It's like a family. I mean, obviously the food's amazing, but like the people that they are and how everybody's treated, the diversity, everything is just like, it's awesome. You know, there's, it, it, you know, everybody's just so, so supportive of everybody. What you said, Lane, that sounds like him. He's the one that's really been pushing me more. He's like, Hey, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do that? And I'm just, that's like, awesome. I just want to do like what I need to do. And then, you know, like I'm tired, <laughs> you know, so he's really been pushing it, especially lately. And so, uh, yeah. No, and, and Amir, Amir kind of touched on those things with Lane too. Lane, He's very supportive and and not all, not that Johnny or Jalen and that Chuck that not, not that they're not all like that. It's just that it seems like uh, you know I don't know Lane's like and I also when I did like I mentioned I talked to Haley, uh, Lane worked at Micklewaite with her and so it was like there's just, Lane's feelers are everywhere like he's definitely and that's that's a nice thing because you want employees to you know push themselves too and grow and if they stay like you stay with Goldies forever. That's awesome. But if you have aspirations, that's cool that they want to support those. Wow. So we're, we're, what's your background? Were you born in Texas? So my background is originally my dad is, so he's, we're all from like Pakistan, okay. but in, in like in the 50 or probably the forties and the fifties and in the earliest, earliest part of the 19th century, like British had a lot of colonies around the world, really. Yeah. Uh, and so my dad, like they're, my family's from like the subcontinent, which used to be just India at the time. And then 1947 is when the partition happened and it got broken down to uh, East Pakistan, India and Pakistan as it is present. Uh, East Pakistan in the 70s turned into Bangladesh. Uh, so that's really not like part of Pakistan anymore. And so our family, like majority of the Muslims, they migrated to Pakistan and vice versa. If you were Hindu Sikh, you, were, you went to India. And so they settled in Pakistan. And at the time, since there was still like a lot of British uh, influence, I guess you could say, uh, like companies that had been established in the subcontinent, they had different, you know, uh, I guess, campuses to say, like in different companies, different offices. Uh, so my dad's family, they got uh, moved to Kenya, Nairobi. And that's like where my dad was born and all his brothers were born. Wow. Uh, and they were there for probably, I think my dad was probably like five to seven, maybe that he lived there. And then they all moved to Pakistan. And in Pakistan, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's 
it's probably like the give or take the size of Texas. Okay. And instead of states, they have what they call provinces, which are essentially the same exact thing. Uh, and so my family and even my mom's side of the family is from the largest province and probably the most, most well-known, which is Punjab. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it runs on the east side of the country bordering India for the most part. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, so it's like a very fertile agricultural type land. You know, it's, it's just... It, it's very similar to texas to be honest with you like really? the weather is similar so yeah like the weather's similar too like you have hot summers the, the the winters are mild they're not crazy mild you know it's just it's very very similar to texas as in like you know open lands it's not like a city or anything you know it's more i mean now it is because of development and stuff but for the most part if you get a little bit out of the city like you're just going to be into fields uh, different crops, whatever that they have going on at that time. Uh, and growing up, my parents, uh, we, they would always take us there in the summers uh, and spend the summers there for the most part. And it, I mean, it's like a night and world difference. Like going from here, there is like, you have to, you know, you don't have electricity 24 seven. You don't have running water 24 seven. It's not hot water, cold water. Uh, you know, it's just a different type of life. It's kind of hard to explain it. So my mom's side of the family was from England, like okay. in UK, United Kingdom. Uh, that's where my mom uh, was born, raised for the majority of her life. And then she moved to Pakistan, probably in like her late teens, I would say. And then when she got married, her family moved back to England. And that's whenever I was the first born child on like my on my mom's side of the family. And so whenever I was going to be born, my mom, like my parents had already moved to Texas at that point, but she went to England because she wanted to be closer to her family, like while I was, when I was going to be born. So I was born in England uh, and I will, and we'll still go visit that every other year or so because my grandparents still live there. Okay. Uh, like my aunt still live there. Like everybody on my mom's side lives in England. It was just that little kind of like in the mid eighties, kind of just where everybody was kind of there together. But for the most part, like my dad's side of the family is all in America and my mom's side of the family is all in England. And in Pakistan, we still have relatives, but they're not like very, very close relatives. Okay. You know, it's like your second cousins, third cousins. How, how do they choose Texas, even though it's similar? Yeah. So how Texas happened was at the, at the time. So my, my dad is six brothers and a sister. Okay. And he's the second youngest. So all he and he was the last one of his family to come to America. And one of my dad's older brothers, his wife had uh, like she was a doctor and she was doing residency in Arlington area, like DFW okay. area. And so they had a house and stuff and because they came here with nothing like my my dad, they, they came. I think they came here with like 200 bucks or something, oh you gosh. know, like, yeah. So they like just got here and, you know, their brother was like, Hey, this is the house that we have. And you know, this, this is what it is. It wasn't really like they had any options or choices. It was just like, this is what we get. Yeah, uh, and so, yeah, that's just how we got to Texas really born in England. And then you would come back to Texas. Yeah. I grew up in Texas my whole life. Actually, there's only three years uh, of my life when I was in fourth, fifth and sixth grade, when my parents were like, you know, what, we want to take y'all to Pakistan to go like, they were very culturally, like they wanted to like wanted us to keep us involved in our culture. Like, mm -hmm. don't forget like where you come from. Like, you know, growing up, like Urdu speaking, like they at home, they'd always like really push, like, hey, won't you speak Urdu at home? And at the time, I was like, God dang, I hate this. You know, like, why, why are they making me do this? But now I see myself. But now I saw my see myself doing the same thing to my kids. So mm -hmm. it's just like one of those things. Like, I think your identity matters uh you know like language food all those things they all kind of matter and if i if i didn't go back to pakistan i probably wouldn't know about any of that type no. of stuff and, the, and those uh, things those things wouldn't be passed on to your children yeah you know and that's what we do like my wife or myself we always take our kids in the summer 
like they go for the whole summer i it just depends like year to year for me like i'll, mm-hmm. I'll go every summer uh be it four weeks eight weeks something like that but it you know it's just one of those things that it kind of brings you down back to earth you know like i said like even somebody here who lives like like i'm not even saying somebody super rich or somebody who lives a good life here you're living mm-hmm. like a king here like they're you don't real reali- we don't realize how good we have it yeah yeah like people have struggles like over there in pakistan people like have to make decisions hey am i gonna eat or like am i like what if like people cannot afford medicines for their kids you know just, just basic stuff and there's no healthcare system any of that you know like if something happens to you the very first thing that the hospitals are going to say is hey this is how much it's going to cost like if you die outside while you're trying to get the money so be it that's uh, amazing that's, that's yeah so it's it's a developing country. hard to get your brain around that yeah it's a developing country and and then and, and, and i hate to ask like do you feel safe when you go back there like it's yeah yeah okay. all that I, i'm yeah, sure people I'll, think like because we have a different image of pakistan and it's all you know everything's skewed and it's and i and i know that there's obviously it's like millions upon millions of is there how many people are in Pakistan? They, like, just, I think the population is like almost two hundred million. Yeah, almost two hundred million, and so it's got to be like a place be, you can live. But it just yeah. seems like traveling. Like if I traveled to Pakistan, would you say okay, go here, go here, don't care? But kind of like you would here in the United States, like yeah, I think for the most part. I mean, the only thing, the only difference would be is yeah, if you have like the bordering provinces against Afghanistan. Like that's those are just like tribal areas. Even I can't go. Like nobody can go there. Okay. okay. It's like that one of those. Things. Like, it's not like one of those things. I'm gonna be like, hey, Kevin, go there, and something will happen to you. It's just kind of understood. It's like, all right, these areas you can't go to. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I mean, yeah, it's completely cool, safe, everything. I mean, it's it's It'd be so interesting. Interesting to go. There's so much history too. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, and it's so diverse. Like I was just talking about like Punjab, where we're from, but it's got. Like Switzerland gets all the hype and all these other places, but I would say Pakistan's northern like beauty is up there with the best of them. Wow! Like it's it's crazy. Uh, out of like I think out of the top like the t- uh like the tallest thirteen peaks, I think five of them are in Pakistan. Uh, they have like some of the highest like cold deserts. There's like deserts literally in the mountains. Uh, and Ooh. like crazy. yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's crazy. I love that. Would, you know, and it's really cheap, especially going from here. Like, as long as you get the ticket, like, that's your most expensive, like, expense of the whole trip. But once you get there, I mean, it's very, very cheap. And, and like, the people, yeah, the food's awesome. People are really nice. Hospitality, uh, you know, just everything about it is is awesome. And yeah. that's one of the reasons I do like to go every summer is, like, we'll always go, like, my wife's family, they'll always have, like, a spot picked out of, you know, hey, we're going to go visit this place because uh, I will like I guess the down that's one of the downsides is like because it's a developing country to get to these places is very difficult the roads the infrastructure isn't built like it's sense. you know they're like literally like sketchy roads like just they've just made these roads there's no like uh guardrails or anything on the edge so a turn here or there like your car's going down like a mountain <laughs> and you're dead uh, or in the river or whatever it may be yeah i've uh, seen some videos of places that i'm like oh my gosh yeah I'm like, it's, super they a bu- a bus <laughs> it's super sketchy that you'll yeah. be like going up a mountain and there'll be somebody who's got like a hundred head of sheep that he's like great taking them up or down like you know depending on when the season is and you know there's just two people that have a hundred sheep and they'll just maneuver the sheep and let you go by uh <laughs> but but it's cool it's cool you know it's you gotta just, have it's some more yeah it, it, it's just different it's nice yeah. i really do enjoy it you know i love going back
Did you meet your wife here in Texas? No, my wife is from Pakistan. Oh, she is. Okay. Yeah. So that that's actually probably half the reason that we go back every year. You know, if, if her family, yeah, her family wasn't yeah. there, uh, we probably wouldn't go as much. Uh, so I guess it's a blessing in disguise because then, like, you know, they get to enjoy the kids and yeah, you know, it's just a good every yeah, a good reason to go. You know, just go to Pakistan too, really. And your family is in Texas, so. Yeah, my whole family's in Texas. Yeah, just uh, so I have two brothers. They're both in Texas, and I have a sister. She's down in Austin. Oh. Uh, but yeah, all, all my extended family, everybody, for the most part, is all in just Texas. Maryland is kind of like the the hubs for us. Gotcha. So then, how did your barbecue journey start? So barbecue journey, how it started was so as a practicing Muslim. I don't know if you're familiar with how like the halal works or not, but. Well, I, halal- I, I, a little bit, yes. It's like halal is the kosher is the equivalent for kosher for Jewish people, pretty mm-hmm. much. So growing up, and as my parents like when they first came here, that was always like really kind of strict. They're like, we're not, you know, like we weren't eating like McDonald's or any of that. I mean, that you could eat it, like the beef. It just wasn't halal. Like mm-hmm. you're allowed to eat beef. All the meats are fine except for pork. There's no like, there's no you know, like, there's no way to eat that really. Yeah, yeah. But. The, there's the there's beef, a lot of butcher shops here in Los Angeles. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're from yeah. So growing up, like we never got to have any of that. And then when I went to college, I had uh Rudy chopped beef sandwiches, and I was like, all right, these aren't like too bad. You know, I didn't know anything. <laughs> it's just a meal, something quick, easy. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. it Was done. But when it got really serious, was in uh Zavala. So we we had a family furniture store in Grand Prairie and uh, I had seen Zavala's come up or something, but it was like, people used to wait in line and this and I was like, you know, I'm not waiting in line to have barbecue, you know, like, <laughs> like no matter how good, like at that point, it's just like, it wasn't in my mind. He had posted, it was during the Red River rivalry week. Uh, this was when he was in the, uh, he was doing pop-up thing in like the, like an alley and I forget the name of the coffee shop, but he, yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. he, he wasn't in the brick and mortar yet. And we went and there's no line or anything. And my brother and I, we got up there and, you know, he, you know, Joe's super friendly, yeah, uh, very welcoming. And, you know, the very first thing, cause I had seen the pork, I was like, Hey, if you don't mind, could y'all like clean the knife and board and everything? And like, no questions asked. He like went in, washed it, everything. I was like, all right, cool. Oh, like, man. The, hospita- the hospitality is good. You know, like they're taking care of us and everything. And uh, I think we got like beef cheeks and some brisket and then some slaw is what we got. And it started raining and they like in that little coffee shop, you could sit inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were just sitting there and I still remember we had it in a tortilla and the green sauce and uh, at, had it. And I was just like, holy shit, that's like really freaking good. <laughs> you know, like that's really good. And then uh, we were about to leave and I started talking to Joe and just like asked him about the season. He was like, yeah, it's just, it's just salt and pepper. And I was like, all right, easy enough. Like, you know, salt and pepper brisket. And so uh, at the time I had, like, I wasn't really into like grilling or smoking or anything. I had one of those like acorn eggs like it, it looks like an egg it's like a cheaper egg a cheaper much. version of the green egg yeah, yeah yeah and so i went and bought a brisket and i think i looked online a little bit seeing what was going on and just cooked the brisket i was like all right easy enough salt and pepper till it's tender we hit we were gonna have family over like our extended, so extended family yeah so extended family for us barbecue was always something that like brought us all together you know because like we were all growing up like our, my cousins and i were all the, very similar in ages and barbecue for us was when our uncle's and my dad and aunts would get together and do seek kebabs and tikkas and stuff like ah. that. So that's like what we grew up on barbecue. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have them come do brisket this time and, you know, see what's up. And of course the day comes by and like I cut into it and it's like, 
all the water gushes out. It's probably super hot or something. I don't even know. Uh, and it was terrible. And everybody in the family was like, oh, this is like, some people were, well, actually not everybody. Some people were like, oh, it's really good. And some oh, people were like, what's burned? Like, what is this? Am I going to eat this? This and that. And I was, and I was kind of in the middle. I was like, all right, this, this was like bad. It was bland. It wasn't juicy. It was like just really bad. Uh, I think I made a couple more briskets after that and it just wasn't working. I was like, all right, this isn't, you know, this isn't what I think it is. And then at the time, Dylan or somebody had posted about that they were doing classes. And so I hit them up and, I was, and they told me about it. Like, and they hadn't opened gold, he said. I think it was like 2019. Yeah, yeah. And I hit him up about it. And he's like, yeah, we can do a class. And he said April 1st. I was like, all right, he's doing some April Fool's stuff or something. And I was like, are you sure? Like, you make, like, I don't want to drive out that way. And you're just like, oh, April Fool's. So he's like, no, no, we'll do it that day. So I was like, all right, cool. So April comes around and uh, I, I meet Dylan and we're doing the class. And, you know, at the time it was like the one-on-one kind of thing and just all day kind of thing. And so, you know, we start with the trim and I see the trim I'm like dang he's wasting so much meat and this and that and just like you know like okay but just going along with yeah, it because yeah. I knew what there what was up and then uh I remember when he told me about the Lowry's I was like oh there's a secret I got the secret you know <laughs> like I got the Lowry's and then at the time because I just had the acorn I wasn't like interested in all, at all like how the fire worked or anything it was just strictly like okay I got the trim I got the rub how to season it how to how to slice it and how to arrest it and that's really it you know i went and bought like an alto sham the same like weekend uh you know just because i I was like all right i got all the secrets like i know what's up of course yeah four years later i'm still not where you know it's still like i still learn something every time you know so that's kind of how i got into barbecue was really just like one thing after another one thing after another and then goldie's happened was so at the time i like we had a family business and everything it was just strictly passion fun and you know they'd always tell me like yeah just come by whenever you want this and that and I was like man I don't know about because like it's kind of different barbecues people are so open and it, it's almost like you don't know if they're being serious or not because in mo- uh, most other industries like people like trade secrets all that stuff exists you know like, exactly like disclaimers and trade you know every NDAs all sorts of stuff and so you know just one thing after another and, and then you don't know uh, if they're just being like cool like being yeah nice, just being but... nice just because yeah just being nice or you know like actually genuinely wanting to like tell you to come so i i didn't take anything of it yeah once covid hit after that johnny and uh chuck were going to egypt and yeah. uh and so lane lane was like hey if you want to come you know you can come and do this and that and i was like all right cool he's told me about the fires and i was like heck yeah i'm about to learn all the secrets of the fire and uh, everything is know, like a secret to learn yeah yeah just like learning about you know like i didn't think better about them so i was just like okay cool you know yeah i'll I'll, I'll come out there yeah and so this was just this was still during covid and obviously all the social distancing all that type of stuff was still happening i started with like the fires and of course like like i said i thought that's like the the key i was like heck yeah the fires i got the fires and did that for a little bit it was never consistent you know like i had work and stuff so it was just like whenever i could come i'd come i would definitely try to come so you come and watch the fires is that what you were doing yeah, just watching the fires. And I mean, he kind of like, I guess, built upon it. So it started with the fires. And then uh, when Johnny and Chuck went to Egypt, he was letting me come trim with uh, Jalen and Jalen. I think it was just Jalen and Lane at the time okay. and trimming. And so, you know, started doing the trimmings, you know, doing the scraps for the sausages. And then mainly still at that point was just doing like trimming here and there and then doing the fires whenever I could. It, was, it wasn't consistent, you know, it was mm-hmm. just like, I'd come for a day or two, be gone for a month. You know, it was just gotcha. very, very casual. And then last year, yeah, in, in 2022, 
we we sold our like our business and we got out of it and so i was like all right cool now i can actually like get you know have like consistency in barbecue really and i think that's important you know like if, I, if i've trimmed like a brisket like and i don't do it for two weeks it almost feels like i like don't know how to do it again yeah and so there was finally consistency in 2022 and then ever since uh march uh of last year is when it's been like really consistent and i've kind of for the most part gotten to do everything minus the pork stuff which i will say to goldies like so before i did get two goldies i had tried to get a job at a couple other places because i was like really serious about barbecue you know i was just like i wanted to learn it do it and everything but yeah. every time the discussion would come up of a like as a muslim like i can't if i can't eat pork i wouldn't feel comfortable handling it right mm -hmm. and as a business i would completely understand that you know like most places like if you can't do some of the tasks that are involved like yeah, you, specific you know, tasks yeah yeah like you can't do it but lane and them like lane John, all of them without any question they're like no problem like you don't like that when i'm there they won't even open the pork while i'm there you know let alone wow. like touching it like they'll work around my schedule even though they don't need to to like do the prep for the pork whatever you know the hash whatever it is you know there's pork ribs there's pulled pork and there's the hash right so there's... yeah the hash yeah and sometimes in the sausage sometimes they'll put pork in it too just oh, that's to, true. Yeah. It, sometimes but but like i said i mean it, it's it is a big part of the business right yeah and they didn't need to. And this is like, you know, I'm talking even like during the COVID days, like they didn't need to do that, you know, but they did. And that I think that's what makes them so great. Like they make everybody feel welcomed, regardless of, you know, race, thought, you know, whatever your thinking is, whatever. whatever yeah, they just they don't care. And I think that's why everybody that does come there is is so happy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like it's such a good environment right there. Uh, obviously the food is going to be good but the environment is what makes it like the atmosphere like, yeah it, it's yeah. perfect it doesn't feel like work you know you're always learning something new there's always like a new task you know there, there was something to do and uh you know you can always get better at it so were you working the line at all so that's actually what i'm doing now i haven't started to cut or anything yet just strictly just kind of learning how the flow of it works so more so like the warmer the warmer uh, but nothing like actively cutting or anything soon, yeah. hopefully. I do want to start to do the like the briskets and stuff like that. But yeah, and you just, couldn't you couldn't do ribs then, right? No, I wouldn't do the ribs. But right now, the way it is, is there's, there's like two people cutting and yeah. one guy does like kind of like the pork stuff and the other guys uh, doing the beef stuff. Yeah, so that would work for you. Yeah, yeah. So right now, I mean, as far as so like th Thursdays, Thursdays and Friday, pretty much Thursday, Friday, Saturdays is the same thing. Get there in the mornings touch up the brisket, season them, put them on the smoker, get some of the sides going. That's really it. You know, not, not a whole lot going on. I, I have done the night shift. It wasn't fun. It, I mean, it, it's important to do. Don't get me wrong. You got to do it. But just my timing schedule would always be off. Everything would just, it's, I guess they call it the graveyard shift for a reason. You know, you're just, because you're your, sleep, your sleep schedule would get kind of, yeah, your sleep schedule is like completely off. You know, like you get home late and then you're like sleeping in late. And then like everything is delayed a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. like you wake up at 10. It's like, oh man, I feel like I already wasted like all my, <laughs> especially because I'm used to waking up early. Yeah, and yeah. so, uh, but yeah, every, everything at gold, I've done pretty much everything at Goldie's except for the uh, pork related things. So now when, when you came on board, were you planning on potentially opening a barbecue spot? Is that something that was always in the back of your mind? 
Yeah. So when I got, okay. So whenever COVID did hit and we did, so we had a furniture retail store. So we were closed, obviously when those lockdowns happened, yeah. uh, I started doing some catering, some like barbecue, halal barbecue catering oh. stuff. Uh, just cause I was like, man, like my family was tired of eating brisket and it was just one of the things like, there's no way to get better besides just doing it. Yeah. You can't like, there's no video, like it doesn't matter. You just got to do it. And so I was doing like this, just kind of catering thing on the weekends where I'd cook some briskets, people would buy them. And, you know, I, nobody said they were bad, you know, but this is also like, they were halal brisket. So the clientele was also like new. They didn't, mm -hmm. they didn't have any idea of like what it was supposed to be like, but I was never really happy with it. And it, and I was doing like Texas style barbecue, like the sides were like potato salad, coleslaw, all, the, all this. So it was like very generic what everybody was doing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, at that time I was like, dude, this is what I want to do. Uh, you know, like Texas style barbecue and like learn from it. But as I've been at Goldie's more and just in general, just like talking and cooking, it's more like, you know, why not do Pakistan barbecue of stuff that we grew up eating, things oh, yeah. that like like memories of us doing barbecue, like when I go to Pakistan, like the sides, everything, because there, there's like good, like we, we, I mean, the ingredients for the most part, like the raw ingredients are, are you know, they, they're the same. It's just how it's cooked, the spices and everything that make it different. Yeah. And I had talked to just people about it and everybody's like, man, I think you need to do it. I think you need to do it. I finally just, I mean, it's been messing around with it and just kind of put it in gear now where I'm like, all right, I'm going to take some, and that's where it comes at, at Goldie's, you know, they're just like, nah, you know, do, do what you want to do too. Yeah, uh, it almost makes you kind of feel cause you're like, man, like they're letting me be like, you know, like I'm here working, but they also want me to do my own thing, you know, while you're working. So uh, just been kind of, that, that, that I would say in the past, like probably year, six months is probably when I was like, man, that's like what I want to do is like Pakistani startup style, like barbecue. I don't want to really say fusion, but like have touches to like Pakistani dishes yeah, and incorporated into Texas barbecue. Yeah. Well, like look at distant relatives, look at all the different places like Valentina's of course, like, they, like mixing like Tex-Mex that's, that has worked so well. And then people now are bringing like, like Koi, you have all these people bringing all their heritage into the food like it's that's perfect and i and and people are not familiar i cannot i was i've been thinking since we've been planning this i've been thinking in my head have i ever been to a pakistani restaurant and in los angeles you would think that would be something i have never been to a pakistani i don't even know where one is yeah i don't even like i i'm trying to think if i like indian i've been to but i've been I haven't been to like a lot of like super authentic i think it's a great way to introduce people to your culture but also in a familiar way yeah yeah for sure and that's kind of like my that's kind of what i want to do like i don't want to be skewed too much towards one or the other uh mm -hmm. you know kind of want to have a fine balance in between like if there's like if there's a pakistani dish that i want to do like what could i do to add some like texas like what te what could be texas about it mm -hmm. and so that's you know i think that's, that's what i'd like to do kind of what the goal is you know just have like like that what what you would expect from texas barbecue but mm -hmm. also just like have my own pakistani flair to it and what was the sauce so the sauces that you showed and along with can you just kind of describe so that was just kind of like a little a test right kind of like a a play like a, like a you're trying it out right it, uh, are you talking about the sausage yeah that you that you showed in this yeah because you so, only have one one Instagram yeah part. so so the sausage is like i was saying growing up for us barbecue was seek kebabs chicken mm -hmm. tikkas and if you aren't familiar with those that's like yakitori style cooking mm -hmm. it's on a yakitori grill over direct heat pretty like really close to the meat mm -hmm. and you skewer it and cook it and sausages is something 
I know it's like a form of like what they would use to prevent waste. But in Pakistan, I've never had authentic or heard of authentic like sausage is not something that exists over there, probably because they just grind everything up and throw it in a kebab, yeah. you know. So I was just like, you know, why why not put a kebab essentially into a sausage? Because, oh, yeah. the, one of the reasons was because growing up, uh, I guess to make us feel more like involved because we could never eat the hot dogs in school. My parents would or like family would always put the, the seat kebab in a hot dog bun. And it'd be like, okay, like it's That's kind of clever. like a hot That's dog, clever. but it's That's... not really a hot dog, you know, uh -huh. like the shape is similar and everything. And so that was one of the, the one of the things that clicked. It's like, you know, why, why not actually put it in a sausage? Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's, uh, yeah, the sausage is pretty much uh, prepared how a seat kebab is traditionally prepared minus, I mean, we're not, put, it's, it is, it's very similar to how seat kebab is supposed okay. to be like just into a sausage pretty much. Love that. I think we got it down actually. It's uh, the, the very last batch that I made. I think it's like there now finally. And so with the sausage, what we want to do is, you know, like tortillas, bread, all that exists. It goes great with barbecue. Uh, in our culture, there's different forms of bread. The most popular is naan. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there comes like the carb that goes perfect with the meat. No, right? it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, because, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's delicious, you know. Yeah. Non, and then with barbecue, like the sauce that you always have, uh, is what we call raita, which is like a yogurt-based sauce. Uh, traditionally, I thought that was yogurt-based. Okay. Yeah, yogurt-based. Tra traditionally, with like it's uh, mint cilantro. Those are kind of like the main ingredients in it, and then you can kind of do plays from there. You know, my goal vision whenever I was making the sausage, when I was messing with it, was like, you know, I want to be reminded of when growing up eating a kebab in a hot dog bun with raita, you know, uh, like, and that's the feeling that I get out of it. But also just like that, that's what would bring us all together. You know, we would all like when we knew like barbecue, like I said, barbecue for us was kebabs and tikkas. Yeah. And you know, it's that's a visceral we memory. It's a, that's... yeah. Like that's, it was never steaks. It was not, not, it was never anything like that. It was just strictly like, that's what we were going to have. And so that that's like, I'm kind of, that, that's where the, like the sausage idea comes from. Uh, and almost everything that I have in the works that I want to do is all going to be kind of, like with that Pakistani touch to it. Like you'll right still now, have brisket, right? You'll still. Yeah, we'll. I'll still do brisket, but the brisket rub will have like a Pakistani rub to it. Oh. Uh, cool. So it'll still have like your salt and pepper. Like I said, I don't want to be too. Like, I'm not going to throw random ingredients, like all Pakistani ingredients, on it just to be. Yeah, just Pakistani to be overtly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it'll still have like the salt and pepper, but it'll just be like instead of like traditionally everybody's using Lowry's nowadays or their own kind of rubs, like yeah. it'll be like a own Pakistani rub, uh, cumin. Uh, garam masala which is like a mix of oh, yeah. uh cumin cinnamon mace uh caraway seeds and so it, it'll just like it's not it's not supposed to like it's not a pakistani brisket it just it'll just have like tastes of like hints of flavor it. yeah hints of uh, hints of something besides lowry's and salt and pepper really. and see but also to, to hate to interrupt you but what you're mentioning these spices a lot of people are familiar with them because they've had Indian food. You're not going to be complete. It's not the barrier to entry isn't as high as it would be maybe 50 years ago or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Okay. So, okay. So you, so the brisket, that's a, that's a, have you tried the, um, the yogurt sauce with brisket yet? Uh, you know what, this past two weeks we've made yogurt, but we, you know what? No, no, we did. We actually did this, this past weekend. We I'm did. I'm just curious how it would taste. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. So yeah. we did the naan, the brisket, the yogurt, and then, uh, we did our version of pickles, which we call achar. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it. So achar, it's, I don't, I mean, it is pickled, but it's, I, I would say it's like in between pickles and fermentation. 
because uh, so, you use like mustard oil instead of like vinegar like traditionally that's what what's what gets used in the brine so to speak is so we actually did mush, that. is it a little mushier or than a pickle no no, no 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 it's okay. still got no it's still got, it's still crispy like it's okay. still got good, like texture uh but we don't use like actual like pickles pickles so the like the dishes that or the vegetables that get used in the jar traditionally is going to be like your lemons carrot and then green chilies okay uh and a green chili is like the one that comes from the subcontinent it's actually called green chili but it's very sim- similar to like a thigh chili it's pretty mild okay. uh but it's you know those are like your traditional like achar vegetables okay. uh and we actually yeah we i completely forgot yeah we did it this past weekend it was ah. good it was a good start it was it was like the first time that we done like the brisket with mm-hmm. it uh it's in it's in the right direction i, I think it's going to be really good once once it all comes together and all your sides will be traditional, yeah. but with their spin, right? Your own spin, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the sides are going to be uh, – so traditionally in Texas, I mean, I guess I can do a comparison so that okay. way, like, it's easier to see, like, what goes with what. Like, beans are what's very, very traditional. Like, everybody does beans. Mm-hmm. Our take on, like, the beans will be uh, chickpeas. Like, we – chickpeas, it's very, very similar. It's just going to be prepared in a Pakistani way. Okay. Uh, so we'll have like the beans covered, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> and then the like potato salad, another really, really traditional side. Everybody does potato salad, their spin on it. We do what we call aluki bujia, uh, which is like spicy potatoes, I guess. Okay. They're like diced up potatoes and then they're like cooked in a masala. Uh, they're one of my favorite dishes. Wow. Like we, we eat really that dish. Yeah, we, we eat that dish all the time. You know, okay. that, that's like at home. That's like one of my favorite things to eat. And then the other thing would be like the pork hash and rice. Uh, what we eat, which is like comfort food, is dal chaval, which means, which is uh, lentils and rice. Okay. It's like comfort food. Like it's just, no matter if you're poor, rich, whatever in Pakistan, like you, like if you're poor, like you can go on the side of the street, somebody who's selling like on a cart and he'll sell you dal chaval. You know, you're, it's cheap, it's filling, it it's tastes filling, good. Yeah. Yeah, like lentils, and and that's one of my favorite things to eat. You know, it's just so like just brings back so many childhood memories, or even just like when I go to Pakistan, it's just one of those things. If I haven't had, like, I could be eating everything and anything, and I'm just like, man, I feel like having some dajjal today. And you know, so it's just it's very it's very comfort food, uh, and so that that's gonna be, I think, yeah. The, oh, and the last side, so the sides, I kind of have like a kind of a like a list of them but i think i'm just gonna do like three or four to start with just kind of see like where they go and then work their way from there same thing with the desserts too i'm gonna do like pakistani style desserts too wow so so now how like how far off like what are we looking at maybe doing a pop-up soon or or like what's your what's kind of your plan like are you doing the like and where do you want to be located eventually like where do you i don't know where you live so I'm in Dallas. I live in Dallas. Uh, there's like a really close to the airport. I live in Dallas. I want to do a pop up. I would say probably maybe like May or June. Oh, like May or June. Yeah, I want to do. I want make sure all the menu, everything's like everything's got to be really perfect for me to like be ready to do it. Uh, so I, and I don't want to like rush myself just because I I feel like I've spent so much time doing it already to where like if you know once i do it like i want it to be really really good so hopefully may or june is what i'm hoping for and in the meantime like between now and then going to goldies every week and we're just messing with doing like just getting one thing nailed and then kind of moving on to the next one and so that's kind of the plan and yes i do eventually want to open up a restaurant and it would be in uh denton or irving which are kind of suburbs of yeah, Denton's okay. a little like yeah there's not really good i'll see them on there. the map but yeah <laughs> yeah there, there's not really any like crazy good barbecue over there 
and I think like the population like in that area would be open to trying like something outside of Texas barbecue. And then also, um, do you have a pit? Yeah, yeah, I have an offset pit. Yeah, so I actually have uh, I have Dylan's old pit. The very first offset cooker, uh, offset smoker, I got to cook on whenever I took the class. Uh, okay. So yeah, I bought so it's a 500 gallon Austin Smokeworks. I got that I think two years ago, oh, and. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, I, I hardly cook on it now though. It's it just sits at home because I do all like I do all the cooking at Goldie's now. You know, yeah, yeah. I just don't. But yeah, no, I I have the pit. Okay. Uh, I have like the bones. I already like the alto shams, and you know, like I have like the basic stuffs to get going. Now it's just a matter of uh, making sure the making sure the food's really good, executing it, and then you know just kind of seeing where it goes. So this is like early early stages. This will be fun. For you, like for you especially, it's fun for other people to see this. But for you, two years from now to look back on this, if YouTube still exists, which I sure imagine this could move to another platform, but it, but you can look back on this and see what your mindset was, what ideas you had for food, and how it's like you know either the same or different. That'll be that's why I kind of like doing these too when people are just starting things because it's exciting to see and people could now they could follow you and watch your progression, which is rad. That's fun. That's that's exciting. You're going to be testing out a lot of new things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I feel like the food over time, like, should get better. Like, I'm, oh, I, yeah. I know, like, you're really, everybody's always, like, critical of their own food. Uh, you know, like, you can't, like, obviously, you want it to be perfect, but you also have to keep getting better. You know, even at Goldie's, like, they're already, like, they, they have no reason to change anything or do anything different. But every week it's always like something different because it could be, it always could be better. Yeah. You know, so I think that's like another, just like being in that environment and seeing everybody. I mean, like I said, everybody from Chuck, Johnny, Jalen, Dell, PJ, everybody, Rick, like everybody is always like wanting to get better. And I think that, you know, you are what your environment, your friends are. So you see that and mm -hmm. kind of like rubs upon you. And so, you know, I, I think it's a good start and, yeah, I, I am, you know, also excited to see what it would be like in two years. Yeah. And it'll also be something like you're getting a chance to see what a number one barbecue joint like deals with and what like the crowds and the people and the press and this it's it's just nice to to get a bird's eye view of that. And then, you know, when you go on to your place, it'll you know, there's a steady climb for everything, but at least it's like a it's a it's a window into what this is like. And this is a great experience for you. And it's it's funny how this kind of you know, work with like the Dylan, like this is your path was through, through Dylan and through that class. And then meeting that it's just, that's interesting. I, I didn't realize, and I forgot that Dylan was doing those, that they, that they were doing those classes. I remember seeing footage. I think he'd even do like some like Instagram lives from like some of those classes. And so that must've been for the pit that you have at your house. That's yeah. That's yeah. Your... It's at my, yeah. It's, I love that pit. It's really, it's really nice. Dylan drove it down from Colorado whenever he sold it to me. Uh, so it was good to see him too. I'll, I'll occasionally see him too if he's over over up at Goldie's. But yeah, Don't Don't's really really cool. Yeah, I miss him. Yeah, I, I think I talked to him maybe twice. But it was just I, they're always fun conversations. And it's funny. I think I was talking to Lane or to somebody. I didn't realize maybe Johnny. I didn't realize that he had moved there. I thought that he was like on vacation or something. And I'm like, no, he, yeah, he just like fell off. Yeah, like I know, and but it's that this is his path. He's a, a rancher yeah. or something now. That's for sure. Yeah, no, he's living it up. He seems super happy doing that stuff yeah. that he's doing. Colorado. That's important. It's important to be 100%. Can you kind of, I don't know if, the, if if we have time to do it, but can you tell people a little bit about like what the guys are like at like what from your perspective and what Chuck's like and what's like so 
yeah I'll just yeah so uh i guess i'll just start with lane lane obviously a lot of people know about him he's the most i don't know he just he's really he just wants everybody to be he, I mean, he, it's kind of, it's not annoying really, but he wants everybody, like he wants you to do the best that you can do as close to perfect as it can be like shortcuts exist and stuff. And you can like, there's a, there's a, there's a time for them, but not everything can have a shortcut. You know, if there is a shortcut, like he's completely open to it, but it, it everything has to be really, really good. You know, very, very knowledgeable. He knows so much about barbecue and just food in general. You know, I would say, I would say that's lame. Exactly. Uh, Chuck is super cool. Trimmed a lot of briskets with Chuck. Uh, she's also very, very knowledgeable. She taught me, I would say, the, the, I, I could never get the mohawk cut right on a brisket. And she was the one that finally got to teach it to me. Okay. Uh, she's kind of quiet, didn't really talk a whole lot in the beginning. But I feel like as soon as you kind of know her, she's really, really friendly, really nice. Uh, and that's the only other spot besides Goldie's that I would ever go work at like barbs whenever it goes I, I will go there for a week if she'll have me and you know go help her or whatever it may be we'll send her the little clip heck yeah i'm sure uh, she knows i'm sure you've told she her knows that. that too yeah for <laughs> sure uh johnny johnny really johnny's really cool really easygoing he knows a lot too like obviously they all know a whole lot like there's so much knowledge but yeah johnny he he's super cool you know just if you have any questions he'll answer them but he'll also tell you not to be too like held up on something you know if there's something like you know it's just just do it you know if, well, if it's not perfect it's okay you know like if, if it if it's not perfect and if it's something that is wrong uh like they're not gonna get super mad at you like hey it got ruined it's a learning experience you know like that, that was you know it's just the family atmosphere like i said is just it's crazy and like the product is before anything else too you know i've been there before when covid was happening and something happened with the sausage i don't remember what happened and lane literally threw all of them away lane and jalen threw them all away when like at that time like that's money being you know like it wasn't perfect even though like 99 percent of people probably would have eaten it wouldn't have said anything but they threw it away just because it wasn't perfect but yeah uh jalen jalen i think is the chillest of everybody he's just always jalen's jalen he's really funny that's uh, what i've heard from everyone i talked to him too he was so so cool such like super yeah cool. he, yeah he's super chill you know like everything gets done but his is like in a more kind of relaxed manner you know like uh yeah it's cool you know like if you if you something needs to be done he's like yeah we'll do it you know so yeah jalen jalen's jalen well jalen's like not even really on social media he's just jalen it's just yeah yeah jalen's really cool i like him a lot (laughs) uh and then who you got you got pj uh he's new pond's brother pj's pj is awesome he does a lot of work i mean he's one of those people whatever needs to be done it gets done he's really funny too though like he's him and jalen are kind of i feel like kind of similar they're both really funny relaxed and you know just just a good time dell he also does a lot of the prep work he works on the line he's also just you know whatever needs to be done he'll get it done and then uh you got who you got kim she came over from uh where did she come from where'd she come she can't she she used to work at bricks barbecue Okay. And uh, she'd been, she'd been at Goldie's and she's same thing. She's awesome person. Like, you know, I think it's just like the environment. That's the, that sounds like the common. There, there's thread. no, yeah, there's, there's nobody there that you're just like, oh, 
man, like, I don't want he's going to be here today. <laughs> yeah, like, dang it, I don't want to work with him. You know, like, it's not like yeah, that. Everyone Everybody, always has that job where they're like, oh, that guy's here, he's going to Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly, you know, and it's not like, and, like, everybody knows what they're supposed to do, but if something is running behind or something's happening, like, somebody will help, like, fill in that void, That's you know. Like, there's, no, there's nobody, like, if there's, like, a bunch of dishes, there's not somebody who's a designated dishwasher, you know, it's, it's like, you know, wh- whoever's doing it, like, if you're not, if you're free right now, just do it, you know, and, and people do that, you know, like, everybody will do that, and it's not, look, you know, like, it's not like they're doing it out of hate or despising it, they're just, you know, they just want to get it done. Yeah, and I think that that's, uh, that'll translate to your business, I would think. I hope so, I hope so, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things is uh, that, like, you have to have really good like employees Mm -hmm. friends family whatever it may be that also are wanting to do what you want to do uh because i think that's at the at the top of it i think their work ethic their mindset that's kind of what goes down the pyramid to everybody else yeah we've all worked places where management or people were just crazy and you're like oh this is you can just tell the employees don't respect them or don't care or they they won't care about what they're doing because this person's such a jerk you know yeah for sure. hundred percent. Yeah, no, no. So it's, it's awesome. I, like I said, wow. I'll say it again. I know you already heard it. I won't work anywhere about goldies or bars. Like that, <laughs> that's how much, like, I know, like, I know how much like different it is over there. Like it's not really work, you know, like it's, it, it's just a really, really good environment. That's so cool. Well, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing what you're doing and I'll put all your information below for, so people can follow you and follow along what you're doing. Is that, is the Instagram is again? Yeah, uh, so Sabar so BBQ is the uh, Instagram, and yeah. that th- that'll be like for you know like the restaurant and pop ups yeah. and stuff like that. Like I said, I hopefully summertime is something when I can kind of get a pop up going. You know, Lanes, Jalen, everybody's been dogging me. They're like, "When are you doing it? When are you yeah. doing it?" And they're all ready to help too. So now I have like a lot of pressure on me because yeah. they're all like, "Because Chuck, Chuck's what? like she's left the nest, and Amir's got like so now it's like you, like you're you're like the next yeah. guy." <laughs> for sure for sure excellent well then thank you so much this is so awesome i appreciate it. if there's any questions i'll shoot you some messages but thank you. Uh, ha- have a great rest of your day and say hi to the guys thank you same to you man i hope your mom feels better and best of thank luck thank you to so y'all. much all right take care have a great day